0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net. Into the sea, and they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I may make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee and his brother John, who were in their boat mending their nets, immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. There is one thing none of us can escape if you read a magazine or watch TV or even go to a movie, and that one thing is advertising. You can get an ad blocker for your computer, but if you don't, you can be buried under ads. Ads are of some kind or certainly a part of human history, but they have become a fantastically huge industry in the past century, and quite sophisticated in their operation, trying to interest us and attract us and rope us in to buy or invest in whatever's being sold. In a few weeks, Super Bowl Sunday will be with us, and the ads during the Super Bowl are often a lot more interesting than the game. And advertisers pay a lot of money, a lot, to have a spot, even a small spot, on that game, for it is certain there will be millions of people watching. The effectiveness of any ad depends upon two things. They're designed to, first of all, attract your mind with interesting, useful information describing what's sold in attractive visual ways. And secondly, your heart, getting our feelings involved so that at some level, we care. When it gets to our hearts, it doesn't even matter if what we see is connected to the product being sold. Take dogs, for example. I mean, I see dogs showing up in all kinds of ads, not for dog food, but a variety of things that have nothing to do with dogs. Cute, adorable puppies show up in car ads, shower ads, clothing ads, cosmetic ads, and of course, toy ads. They're all over the place. The appeal is to hearts of dog lovers. Now, if I were to show up today with a puppy, I'm sure I'd get your attention very quickly and hold it, as long as I held the dog and forget anything that I had to say. Well, I don't have a puppy with me, I have a silly picture of a pug here, and uh, a pug and a top hat. Now a pug and a top hat may be interesting, and people who love pugs would love this, but I'm not a pug lover, my wife is, I'm, I'm more into um, doodles. Anyway. At any rate, the point is that engaging your mind and engaging your heart, those two things are the key to advertising that works. The warning in all of this, especially in this politically charged year, is that advertising can also be used to spread misinformation, mistaken ideas, or disinformation, outright lies. We certainly need to be alert day after day, month after month, in this politically charged year. Now the fact for you and for me is that spreading the gospel, our call in Christ, is a matter of good advertising. We do a good job in our worship. I mean, the booklet, the worship booklet, enables people to see easily what's going on and how to participate. And our sign on the corner certainly welcomes and advertises. And our various activities, let people know who come in, know what we're all about at Christ the King. But it's more than just for us. Our advertising is meant to reach others who are not part of this Christian community yet, but whom we might hope, we hope might choose to come and to stay. And then let the message of Christ and the love of Christ and the power of Christ touch the minds and the hearts of those who come. But this message of love and power and hope gets to people through people, to you and me as evangelists, as dirty a word as that is for many Episcopalians. As advertisers of Jesus and his message of love and concern, we'll just skip, ignore the term evangelist at all. Instead, just be a friend in the name of Christ. Meaning, you act and care for each other, for our whole group, and hoping to grow that group through our care. Our advertising, of course, starts with the mind, but has power when it reaches the heart. The appeal, of, the appeal of knowing in your mind that God loves you and all the people that you meet and all the people you will meet, that in your mind, that fact is made real when it touches your heart, concern, interest, and love shown by you, which is the end goal of our advertising for Jesus, and by which he empowers you and empowers me and empowers those whom you encounter in here, but certainly out there, And that's a vital part of what it means to be a Christian. In today's gospel, we heard these words. Jesus saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. The gathering of disciples by Jesus in today's gospel, the reading from Mark, looks very amazing, it's almost magical at first glance. He's going along, he snaps his fingers, and people seem to leave their homes and their jobs without a backward glance to join him. But we must not forget that much of the New Testament is condensed with no real background to any event. It's actually felt Jesus had been speaking and had been presenting his ideas of this coming kingdom of God, the coming of a community of total justice on earth for quite some time. In our reading last week from the fourth Gospel, John, Jesus is seen as spending a lot of time with his disciples before beginning his ministry. As with Peter and Andrew and James and John, Jesus invited them, as with Philip and Nathaniel, they invited others. And they were actually asked, as Mother Anita said last week in her sermon, come and see, come and see for yourself. But then Jesus reached a point when he was ready to take his message to the wider world and chose to form a group of people who would show what this community looks like wherever they went. And there's no doubt that the cause, creation of this God-centered community for all people, and the caller, a deeply respected Jesus, those two combined, asked for a deep response in all who came near, all who who came and saw, those who listened, and really heard the message. The disciples, of course, did hear and inspired by that message, they responded, they followed. Jesus said they would catch people. What in the world does he mean by catching people? How is that to happen? Well, following the fishing example, and fishing was their profession after all, there were two things needed. First, you have to know where the fish are, the location where schools of fish are likely to be for the net, but second, even more important to attract and keep the fish with care and clear understanding. Here's where the advertising example best applies. In his example, the fish, so to speak, are the everyday people, you and me, and those we meet. That's the fish. But what attracts them is meant to be us, our behavior, your behavior, mine, words, expressions, actions, when known, that is what attracts or repels others. Each of us really does count in this. Nobody gets out of it. This embodiment of Jesus' spirit and style filled the first Christian gatherings, and those early Christian communities became the advertisements of a place where Jew and Gentile, formerly at odds with each other, found acceptance, where women once put aside are now included equally with men, where they prayed and worked side by side, where children, instead of being ignored, were welcomed and nurtured by the whole group. Those first Christian communities made an indelible impression, and people were caught by that for Christ, because of the spirit of Christ which infused their behavior. They didn't just talk about Jesus, they just lived as Jesus. Jesus never intended to create an organization, a church, but rather to open and endorse a way of life. That's what made the church grow like crazy at the start. And, and when you realize you, are Jesus' advertisers, you know you are a part of this movement that's been going on for 2,000 years, and still guiding us, is his spirit, to fish for people. In our own day, our congregation, Christ the King, may get a style, a, a reputation in liturgy, good music and all, or we have programs to reach out and help other people, and those may attract new members. But once a new person walks in those doors, then you and I are challenged to be Christ in action, to welcome, encourage, get to know, take interest, provide guidance. It's what Christ has called each of us, every single one of us, to do and to be, to be ads for Christ. When commending something you enjoy to somebody, hoping they might enjoy the book or the movie or whatever you have, It's necessary to be believable when you commend something. If you aren't, it doesn't work. Like a story I once heard about the great evangelist, the Reverend Billy Graham. He tells of a time early in his ministry when he arrived in a small town to preach a sermon. Wanting to mail a letter, he asked a young boy where the post office was. When the boy told him it was right down the street where everyone could see it. Dr. Graham thanked him and said, if you'll come to the Baptist church this evening, you can hear me telling everyone how to get to heaven. The boy waited, replied and said, I don't think I'll be there, Reverend. You don't even know your way to the post office. Uh, When you present an invitation, especially when you truly embody that invitation, you have to ring true or nobody will respond. To catch people for Christ, we have to embody what Jesus said and did and empowered before we ask. One of the major goals of your life and mine in this Christian community is to pray to Jesus certainly but to study scripture personally not just what you hear and here. Study scripture personally and we have devotional booklets out in the atrium. The forward day by day is excellent so that every day you can get a piece of scripture to look at, think about, think about it and whatever courses, of course, that we are available here, too. This is to enable you so that your witness and my witness may be to become the living ad which will draw people to to know Christ for themselves. The old adage that Christianity is caught, not taught, is truer and more essential today than it has ever been. And it can happen. It will happen by his spirit which dwells within us. Try to make that your missionary goal in this missionary season of Epiphany. Amen.